This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, personally, and as just as a defense, as a team, I, I mean, everybody saw we had momentum going in um, or going out of the season, and carrying this in the spring is huge, and, and we've done that, which is really, uh, which is really good. Uh, but like I said, we've had some good, good first two steps. You know, these seven practices, where we just got to keep going and uh, can't stop now. I plan not to come off the field. Honestly, I plan not. I plan to play all special teams. I plan to, you know, if some offensive packages we could throw that in there, you know. But I, I don't plan to come off the field. I plan to give my, everything I have, everything out to my all to Nebraska this year, man. Everything. And welcome back here to the Husker Line Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washett, Nate Klaus. Well, I think if we learned a few things so far about Nebraska's defense, they're old, they're experienced, they were pissed off about not having a bowl game. We, we learned that last week and how upset some of those guys were about how that went and that process went. Um, and, and the confidence is there. The depth is there. And Eric Chenander said um, this, this week that – you know, we, we've got to determine, you know, how many guys we need to get reps because there's a lot of guys that are all, like, on a starting level, and we need to get them all ready to go. And I think defensive line, linebacker, um, you know, those those front seven positions particularly, there's just so much depth and competition, and that's even without Ben Stilley and JoJo Doman practicing right now, Robin. Yeah, and I, I guess that's the best part about it is you can afford to have those guys – maybe sit out a spring to, to get healthy and be ready to go in the fall. And that opens the door for all that depth that you have behind them to get more reps. Reps are the most valuable commodity uh, you could possibly imagine for the defense this spring, particularly on the defensive line. Uh, I mean, those guys, um, like Casey Rogers, Ty Robinson talked about that, that, you know, it's, it's cutthroat almost for being able to get on the field and get those practice reps to, to showcase what you can do and earn your place at the table when it comes to seeing the field and games this season. And that's the best possible scenario to have where you have built-in experience, leadership, proven production coming back, but also a really exciting depth that's coming up the ranks that are going to continue to learn from those guys and um, really have a, a pipeline, so to speak, uh, on that defensive front. Yeah, you, I don't think you, you'd never want to have anybody injured or, or missing time due to injury. But at the same time, I think you know, this could be a blessing in disguise that you've got some ultra experienced players that are kind of on the shelf, so to speak, and, and dealing with with some um, you know some injuries or just healing up, and and that has opened the door for more reps to to go around. And and any anytime you've got a bunch of guys that are mentioning, hey, you know, that's so and so to my left or my right, or, or they're my best friends. But once we're on the field, we're we're fighting for every rep that we get. They're not my friend once we're on the field. I mean, I, I think that's what you. Want want to hear is that that uh, guys are, are scratching to get whatever rep they can get right now so uh, that's been encouraging to hear you're listening here to the Husker Alliance show as we talk defensive storylines and you know guys that have really I think benefited from the spring and Chenander mentioned this name and I think we all would agree Fidarius Payne you look at him first of all he's wearing a new number he's number zero um, which did they have anybody wear the zero last year yeah I can't remember who it was but they had a couple guys like insignificant guys. Now it's Yant. Yeah, Jacquez Yant. We were all joking. He got a lot of praise after the first scrimmage, but Parker Gabriel and some of the writers, we were joking. We didn't we didn't fall in the trap to to write the Jacquez Yant <laughs> spring breakout yeah, story. Yeah, that's usually the end of week three of spring when you've already written about everybody. That's that's when you get the walk-on stories. The walk-on. But he sounds like a great addition on offense. But, yeah, I, I think Payne, um, you know, you, you see it in his body and, and, and 
he didn't get a spring last year. He didn't get really a full off season, a fall camp. And he, to me, could be the guy that makes the biggest jump. And he could end up being that missing pass rusher they, they've just failed to have really since Randy Gregory has been in the program. Well, he was such a big surprise last year with how well he played, particularly when it came down to accomplishing one of Mike Dawson's biggest goal for that position, that's setting the edge and not letting uh, teams basically just have this, this clear gateway right around the tackle uh, for big runs. And, you know, Feldarius Payne is um, a guy that not only is physical enough to hold up against the run, but, you know, he showed some pass rushing chops too and, and made some plays in the backfield that uh, kind of made you do a double take a little bit. So I'm, I was definitely as surprised with how good he was right off the bat uh, as almost any player on that defense last year. Well, and and you have to take into account that you know he's he was coming off that injury and that shoulder that you, you know and, and really nobody got a normal spring obviously last year um, or or normal season in under any circumstance. But he was dealing with that injury, trying to get healthy, and um, you know and we saw the flashes towards the end of the season of what he could be, and I think what the staff kind of envisioned for him when they recruited him. And so to have somebody who can play with his hand down or, or you know, uh, playing outside linebacker, I think is, is really valuable. That, that versatility for sure is, is something that, that brings a lot to the position. And so, I mean, if he can build off of what, off those flashes that we saw at the end of last season, that's, you got something going right there. Something else Eric Chenander um, spoke about was that other corner spot, the DiCaprio Boodle spot. That's really the only intriguing spot to fill on this defense. And he goes, in past years – Jobs like that may have just been handed to a guy by default because there just had there wasn't the competition. There just weren't bodies there. But in this case, that won't be the case. Uh, you have at least three players um, that are battling for that job: Quentin Newsom, Braxton Clark, uh, Nadab Joseph, Taman Lynham. I mean, actually, four guys. Marcus Buford's out for the spring. Um, but Robin, you were in that. Nate, were in, you guys were in that group. What's your read on that corner spot? I mean, if you had to handicap who has the edge, do you think there's a, a read on that right now? Well, the word that probably best describes it that Quentin Newsom had was intense. He said that battle is every day, every rep, every drill that they do, it is uh, intense competition for that job. And, uh, you know, Cam Taylor Britt said, you know, I everybody kind of has me in a pen as the starting lineup, but I got to pay my rent too. So, you know, he's pushing everybody along as well. Um, but right now it's wide open. And I guess you could say Quentin Newsom is the only guy that has game experience and he did well, uh, particularly uh, in that Northwestern game. Um, and, you know, it just kind of showed uh, really p good progress uh, over the course of that year. And so that might give him a bit of a leg up right now, but it is far from settled and probably won't be till the end of fall camp. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I'd say you probably have to give the nod to Newsom right now, but I mean, before Braxton Clark got injured last year, they were talking about him. You know, I, I think they were preparing him to to see a lot of time last year as well. So, I mean, you, you, there's a lot of bodies there. And then Nadab Joseph obviously is somebody who has as much uh, athleticism, as many tools as anybody on on the roster at that cornerback spot. I think, um, you know, if if the light is coming on for him, you know, and he's healthy too. I mean, he he's very much could factor into the equation there. Well, I think something else about this spring they've got to get figured out is the future after Deontay Williams, after Markel Dismuke, after JoJo Dolman. And it seems like obviously Noah Pula Gates, um, Miles Farmer, and then even maybe an Isaac Gifford. I mean, those could be the three guys if you had to handicap odds, maybe in line to win those jobs in the future. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, right now, that's that's what I would say. And Gifford is getting a lot of reps at that JoJo Dolman spot right now, you know, and because Dolman's mm-hmm. been recovering for some some stuff here. Um, but Noah Paula Gates, I, I still feel he's been, this will be his third year in Nebraska, and I feel like we don't know anything about the guy because no. he got hurt and wasn't going to even be able to go through spring last spring, uh, played some special teams. Uh, but that's a guy that when we go to the open practice on Saturday and have the red-white game, I'll be curious to see him play because I, I just feel like he's been here a long time. I know nothing about the guy yet. Yeah, you want to talk about expectations. I mean, that guy was supposed to be the you know one of the prize pieces of that class. It'll be and, USC and Alabama yeah, for Yeah, and it has not materialized for whatever reason. And Well, because Deontay Williams and Markel, I mean, he, he's not going to beat those guys out. Yeah. I mean, so he's, he's had to bide his time. Deontay Williams is a damn good player. I mean, he was a Georgia-Florida recruit for bo- before he didn't qualify academically. And Markel Smuke was a four-star recruit, too. But, I mean, too. it didn't stop Miles Farmer from seeing the field. I mean, so they've got guys that have at least had a role. But he was hurt. No he didn't Paul- have a spring last year. No yeah. Paul Gates didn't have a spring. He was coming off injury. So I, I think that was a part of it. He didn't get any reps because sure. of the injury he suffered. Sure. So, I mean, maybe now uh, is his time to actually factor in to that defense a little bit. And, again, I think you start with special teams. He's got to be more of a factor on those special teams and uh, be able to kind of earn his way into that rotation. And maybe, maybe this is the year with the emphasis that the staff is putting on special teams, particularly Travis Fisher. Yeah, well, the fact of the matter is he's not going to beat out Markel Dismuke or Deontay Williams this year for a spot. So you better make your name on special teams, and you better be in the you know put yourself in in position to at least rotate when those guys need to come out of a game or or if something happens. And and I think he has. I mean, he's obviously been putting in a lot of work because when he got here, he was very very skinny. I mean, he was probably 170 pounds soaking wet. And after we had a chance to kind of see him in that that one Wednesday practice where we were able to watch like the first 30 minutes I mean I think it was pretty clear that he's changed his body he's added a lot of good weight and 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 mass to his frame and so um you know he's somebody who is should be in position uh to to at least be in that rotation or to make a name for himself in special teams this year all right when we come back we're going to take your questions in the mailbag as uh, lots of things to catch up on you're listening here to the Husker Online Show 